Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Big Dumb Monsters. I am Chris. And I'm Nick. And you have officially entered Del Toro month here Fuck on Big Dumb Monsters. Yeah. Uh, we get into this a little in the beginning of the podcast, but um, uh, basically for the next five episodes uh, for the month of May, uh, we're going to be doing a different, uh, I almost said Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> no, nope, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be doing a different Guillermo del Toro movie uh, every month for the month of every month. Holy shit. We're going to be doing a different. I almost did it again. We're going to be doing a different Benicio del Toro movie every month for. Uh, yeah. No, we're going to be for doing the a foreseeable different, future. Yeah. We're going to be doing a, uh, a different Guillermo del Toro. We're doing a different movie by this guy every week, is what we're saying for the month of May. <laughs> <laughs> wow this is why i hate these fucking intros way to go man yeah um yeah we're excited to start del toro month we've got some bangers lined up yeah yeah the next couple of weeks are just going to be like awesome movie after awesome movie yeah. after awesome movie yeah and even like afterwards we still have some good movies coming once del toro month is over with. Yeah, we really do yeah. um the list is is pretty packed which means we're probably gonna have to intentionally throw some shit in there and like to like mix things up a little bit. We will eventually. <laughs> we'll get around to the garbage. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so strap in. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's Benicio. Guillermo. You know, you know who it is. You know who it is. It's Guillermo del Toro it's, month. It's Guillermo del Toro month. Week one. Mimic. It's going to be a long month, folks. <laughs> Intro wise, anyway. <laughs> enjoy the show. <laughs> can't help it we're bad we're bad at our job and slightly alcoholic so well yeah um you get over it today we are actually remembering to do the synopsis right off the top holy shit yeah uh today we're talking about actually wait before we start that we should probably tell people what is in store for the next couple of weeks hell yeah brother uh we are kicking off uh, this is episode one of our guillermo del toro month uh, that was kind of a mouthful. I'm glad I... Uh, I'm pretty surprised I got that out and went uh, tripping over it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> playing with your microphone wire because I can hear it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I need to do something with that. Yeah. Uh, oh, that won't last. <laughs> it's in the groove. Um, the groove is in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is kicking off our Del Toro month, in fact. Hell yeah. I'm really um, excited about this. Yeah. I was thinking about this today. Like... We have five awesome movies, like, right in a row. Like, there's no yeah. crap for the next couple not, of weeks. Not a single bit of crap. Yeah. This yeah. is the closest to crap. Yeah. And it's and, uh, really not. I, I I remember I did. I, I'm surprised I did not see this movie before today. Um, I want to say I've seen bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I, I want to say, same thing. I know. I, I think I've seen, like, a few minutes here and there on TV. Yeah. Um, I've never seen the whole thing. Same. Um, it just kind of, it came out in 97. So like I was 18 and it was like just at the time when I stopped hanging out at the mall all the time. And then we just, you know, ended up doing our own thing instead. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wasn't like, you know, relentlessly going to the movies every week just to kill time. Yeah. Um, 
and I think that's why I missed it, but um, I don't know. I, I actually ended up enjoying it. I, I remember it getting like a bad rap at the time. People saying it was bad, it was dumb. Oh, really? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I I like it. Um, it's uh, definitely not Guillermo del Toro's like strongest movie at all. Yeah, no, no. Um, which there's there's some reasons for that. Yeah, which we'll get into in the trivia, but I don't like certain parts of it have that that old school del Toro flair. Mm-hmm. But like his older movies have a lot of like grit and like um, really kind of like claustrophobic feel to them and there's definitely that like artsy feel to it but, yeah but it's like not a little bit of style like this scene right here with the, yeah. with the hospital like yeah no hospital in the world looks like that right but like newer del toro like i guess starting with hellboy i guess like as as i can remember uh the the series of movies that he put out Starting around Hellboy, things got much cleaner. Like, uh, monster makeup was very clean, very aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, like, it just has that identifiable, like, you see these monsters or these shot setups and you go, that's Del Toro. Yeah. Yeah, his his visual, like, signature really, like, solidified around Hellboy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and his movies previous to that are all really fucking good because he's, I mean, he's, I'm going to say it, he's a fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this movie is is kind of in a weird middle ground because like you have some of his signature stuff in it, but it's not refined to the point where you know it's him. Yeah, it's, he's also not a big enough name where the same thing you know it's him. Yeah, he's not big enough to basically overcome like studio notes. Yeah, and I feel like some of those worked their way in here. They sure did, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, if you noticed, uh, this is a Miramax film. Yes. So I'm sure Harvey had some couple a couple of heavy-handed producers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, took liberties, but there there is a director's cut that I haven't seen. All I right. don't think I, I'm almost positive that this is not the is this on HBO Max? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think this is the direct, director's cut, but it's still a good movie. Like we're outside of influence of you know like wanton uh sex offenders but <laughs> yeah, yeah um i dug it uh, yeah i mean it's a solid if i had seen this back in the day like in the theater like i would have been happy with it i would have been satisfied yeah um there's some pacing issues yeah it did in the it toward like maybe the maybe like two-thirds of the way through i started to drift a little bit yep yeah. And I you might have the same problem I had. Like the entire build up <clears throat> to let's call it act 3 mm-hmm. was great. It's a like that not a slow burn, but it 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 built on itself um up to a point and then it just kind of flatlined. Like it's it just stayed there, which I think was was the problem for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they were, it seemed like they were in the subway for a very long time. You know, yeah. I, mean, I realize that's like kind of the climax of the movie, but like. They spent a long time there. Yeah. 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 Like this was hour, hour 45 ish. Mm-hmm. They could have, they could have cut 15 minutes of that. They yeah. could have knocked this down to an hour and a half easy. Um, 
I feel like the end. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but we got we got plenty to talk about. Yeah. Um, I feel like the ending is also a studio note because there is no way that first of all, like I don't think either of them should have survived. Yeah. Um, either uh, Mara Sorvino's character or her her husband. Yeah. Especially her husband, um, because like he. First of all, like there there are numerous reasons why he should have died. Yeah. He you know, he ignites the explosion that that takes out all these things. Yep. And then he dives into the water beneath his feet. It's time to dive into the water beneath his feet. Yeah. Which is not possible because if he's igniting that explosion, that's going literally up. yeah. All of the air around him <laughs> is fire at that point. Like he's yeah. not going to be able to jump into uh, into the water. No. Even if he were able to manage to do that, I'm sure that water was vaporized like instantly. You know, if not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it depends on how deep it was, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, if not, if it wasn't vaporized, it definitely got boiling hot. Probably. And if that didn't kill him, like, <laughs> the concussive force alone of the blast would have fucking killed him. Yeah, because that thing was, like, flipping cars. When yeah, it, it was it... blowing off manholes for, like, the whole block, you know, yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. When he walked <laughs> uh, out of that no. subway, I'm like, oh, come on. Uh, and then, like, I don't, like... She's not dodging trains either. Like she, she would have been splatted. That was her. that was dumb. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. And then I thought some like they were gonna make something out of her getting bitten, and then like that just never went anywhere. Oh, initially when yeah. when she found the 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 baby. Yeah, I, I'm no etymologist, but like I can tell like if I put my open palm over it like that, <laughs> it's going to bite or sting me. Like it yeah. has the ability. Yep. <laughs> that was silly. Yeah. You are silly. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know what I did like about this is uh, kind of a Guillermo thing. Is it's it's telling um, the same story from a couple different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So you've got uh, oh shit, I forget her name. Uh, Mira Servino's character. Yeah, I think it's Susan. <sighs> oh man, we we are terrible. Look, listen to how prepared we are for for any of this ever. Uh, it is. <clears throat> Susan. Susan, Susan Tyler. Susan hey, Tyler. how about that? Yeah, Steven Tyler. <laughs> um, so you've got her her character's perspective, uh, but then you've also got uh, Chewie and his his father Manny. Manny. Yeah, they're like their side of the story. Oh, excuse me. Which is another um, uh, kind of a Del Toroism is like he likes to show a, like a child's perspective on things. Yeah, or. Maybe not their perspective, but, like, make them kind of the focal point. He's not shy about the child killing in this movie. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no. <laughs> couple, couple of them uh, got it good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just kind of his thing. Like, he did it in uh, Devil's Backbone, um, which, like, I think was mostly focused on kids anyway. Yeah, but Pan's Labyrinth, too. I Pan's Labyrinth was the child's perspective. Um, this is the part where I have a trouble remembering things and it makes me sound like an idiot <laughs> but that's just it's it's kind of his shtick it's like he he likes i think showing uh innocence in, in uh like really dark weird uh situations yeah i know he has been working on that remake of like pinocchio for a while that's another like perfect example of i want to say that's dead it was still in post-production on, uh, on imdb oh, was it post-production yeah i personally i i don't know what like I feel like Pinocchio is like the Afghanistan of filmmaking. 
Like all these big name filmmakers get obsessed with making a Pinocchio. Yeah. And it's just like it just never happens. Yeah. Um, you know, Francis Ford Coppola, he got obsessed with Pinocchio for a while. Yeah. Somebody um, did make one in the late nineties, early two thousands, something I like that. I think so, yeah. Uh that was another with that another Italian guy. Uh the dude who was he won an Oscar for Life is Beautiful. I forgot the actor's name. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like there's another one too that I'm forgetting, but now Guillermo yeah. del Toro is making another one. Um, see, he could do like a really sick one, especially with his like artistic vision. <clears throat> These are good beers. Yeah. Oh, they're from Rochester. Oh, all right. Yeah, for the episode tonight, uh, usually we go heavy on the stouts. Uh, I changed it up a little bit tonight. Um, first off, we have the Great Lakes Elliot Ness Amber Lager. I haven't tried that yet, but it looks really good. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool bottle. 6.1% uh, alcohol. Hey, now. Uh, and then we really changed it up. We got the Narragansett Dell's Shandy, which is delicious. Yeah. Um, That's summertime in a bottle. Well, yeah. in a can. I, I was like jumping at the gun a little bit, like I'm like it's warming up. Like I, I definitely want to like get into like the you know the springtime mood. So I got these. Yeah, um, they're Easter beers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of Leinenkugel's Shandy, but I think I like this a little bit better just from the uh, just from the one I had. It, it was really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say which one I like better because they're different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Leinenkugel's is a little bit more like the beers, like the more like forward flavor. Yeah. Where I said this before, like this one's more of like a lemon soda. Like it, it's really good. Yeah. Um, I'll, I will say, like I, I've probably said this before, we did a convention uh, in Minneapolis, like right near the Lining Kugel's Brewery. Oh boy. And the hotel we stayed at had Shandy on tap. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I imagine <laughs> that's what it's like getting Guinness in Ireland. Like it, it the taste. Probably. I mean, like it's good out of a can or out of a bottle. Out of the tap, it was like just oh, like sent from the gods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this ambrosia? Yeah. <laughs> like I've heard people say, well, when they get Guinness in Ireland, it's basically like a milkshake. It's so yeah. good. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I want to so. do that at some point. Yeah, yeah. I, I need to do that at some point. Hit up the like the Tullamore Dew Distillery. Oh, yeah. mama! Just to our whiskey distilleries and the Guinness. Factory. I wouldn't survive. <laughs> I, would, I would have to be buried there. Just roll me to the nearest <laughs> pub that serves food at the end of the day. We'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to the movie. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, like my my general like feelings on this movie. Good. Couple yeah. of couple of pacing problems. CGI looks dated, but it is 1997. What, yeah. What they presented here probably looked great in 97. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I like that there was only. There was really only one scene where the CGI was like super janky. That was when she's in the subway and she sees the one when she's by herself. Yeah. Um, they showed another one kind of like in the same... The one that was flying down the ladder was kind of weird looking too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was one later that I think was stop motion though that looked a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah it was like... It was all like jilted looking. Like it was like Yeah, it was crazy. when they were in like the subway. Or Which the was time. weird because like there's practical effects like guy in a suit because... Doug Jones is in this fucking movie. Oh, he plays the thing? He's he's one of them, yeah. Um, 
and then there's the CGI ones. But then you have stop motion. It's just stop kind of motion a, and like practical, like just portions of you know. Yeah. The stop motion just kind of doesn't make sense. Uh, like with the rest of the movie, I see. I could. I feel like that's a like that's something he wanted, like something Guillermo del Toro wanted, like it instead of CGI, like no, just be. use the stop. And quite frankly, I think it looked better than the shitty CGI. Yeah, it just looked different. Yeah, or you could tell it like this yeah. looks incredibly different. Like yeah. yeah. Man, this kid's teeth bother me. <laughs> like this kid has got like Neville Longbottom fucking teeth. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like how is your mouth not like always dry <laughs> um and, and i realized like mira sorvino is an academy award winner i don't buy her as a doctor i'm sorry <laughs> i um she's kind of like the keanu she's like the female keanu reeves yeah where like you know she's like he's a good actor but a lot of times he has to overcome the fact that he sounds like this. <laughs> and like I, she, she also has the same kind of he's, voice. He's like, totally like from California. Yeah. And like she also has that same kind of sound to her. And like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He, he's just surfer bro. Yeah. She's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like she really fit in in uh, Romy and Michelle. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the same year as this. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be that mean. I, I was going to say it's like Denise Jones playing a doctor. <laughs> or Denise Richards playing a, a doctor in, uh, in uh, The World Is Not Enough. Yeah. She plays Christmas Jones. Ugh. <laughs> oh, again, not to say that there's not attractive doctors out there. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, in this situation. They're usually not supermodel hot. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't believe Mira Sorvino is a doctor. No. I don't even believe Paul Sorvino is a doctor. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, Dad? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I I feel like the like the name of this movie is not appropriate for the movie because, like, while yes, they do have like the ability to like like on the surface just kind of like glancingly resemble a human. It's really like not their main thing. I mean, like, well, it, it it that that's what they're working towards. Like that's what they're evolving into. Okay, 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 and that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, but I feel like like the only example I could think of when I was watching this earlier is like if you had called Nightmare on Elm Street like finger knives. <laughs> like yeah, they, you know he's got finger knives. That's terrifying. <laughs> But like, it, it, yeah, it ignores like the fact that he like can get you in your dreams. Like he's this boogeyman type. Yeah, thing, you know, like it, it sells short the monster itself. I feel like I I really like the title of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, Josh Brolin is so underused in this movie. <laughs> um. This is pre like grizzled old Josh Grolin too. Josh yeah. Grolin. Josh, Josh Grolin. Josh Grolin. Josh Grolin. Yeah. Um, the I think the title works. Like even if you're taking it out of like context of like I don't think it fits with the creatures. That that's fine. It's a really solid title though. Mimic. Like it's just. It's, it's short, it's concise, it's memorable. I feel like it doesn't fully address the threat of the, the monster, though. Like, yeah. You know, there's there's so much more than just, like, you know, that they have, like, the face on their, on their like, carapace, basically. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Like, what would you what would you call it? See, I don't know. I, it, you know, it'd have to be something like more like I think I would focus more on the fact they're like they're evolving or they're, they're like they're you know they're bugs, they're like insects or roaches. Like I don't know. Yeah, but evolution was already a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a comedy. Yeah, <laughs> and okay, yeah, it's a decent movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not the master filmmaker. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you know. I'm sure Guillermo has his reasons for for choosing that. Oh well, it's it's based on a short story of the same title. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. that's the reason. That's the reason. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, ah, yeah. getting bit by a bug because you're an idiot. I just placed my fleshy palm in front of this thing's mouth. And yeah, live bug. Here we go. Yeah. I don't know why it would sting me. Unknown species of bug. Let me put my hand right in its mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was going somewhere. Dipshit. Uh, of course, I don't know if it actually got her or because she pulled it away from the glove. Oh, yeah. It might have yeah. just got the glove. Maybe. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's weird that they're full of like foamy jizz. Full stuff. of Alka Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I guess that's a more appropriate thing to compare it to. <laughs> um,. One thing that bugged me later on... In the, I do the, love the name for those bugs that she made, though. The Judas bug? The Judas breed? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. sick. That's metal. That's like a real... Like, they're doing that with mosquitoes, not like turning them into, you know, the superhuman monsters. Uh, well, they might be. Yeah, they're, they're genetically altering them so that they, they're, like, for some reason, like, super attractive to the... I don't know if they're... I think they're females that are, like, super attractive to the males, uh, but they're but they're sterile. Oh, okay, so they'll want to breed with those. So they'll you know, yeah. want to breed with those over the regular ones, and they won't they won't lay eggs. Yeah. Good, because fuck mosquitoes. Fuck mosquitoes. The it's only <laughs> the only thing that they're useful for is feeding other bugs. Yeah, and like people are like, oh, we're releasing these genetically modified monsters. Do you remember how they used to deal with mosquitoes around here? DDT. <laughs> there used to be a truck that would drive around at yeah. night with just these two nozzles on the back, spraying fog everywhere. <laughs> And, like, more than once, I was stuck behind that fucking truck. So, like, I'm sure I inhaled a lot of that shit. That's probably bad news. Yeah. Like, you just, I mean, like, it would, yeah. it's like a horror movie. Like, you just turn, like, oh, fuck, there it is. It's coming. Like, you just see, like, this, this just pickup truck with fog coming yeah, it's out. It says 100% back. not deet on it. Yeah, yeah. Totally safe. Like. Yikes. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the genetically altered mosquitoes yeah. over the, hey, they over did the a, death fog. They did a great job with food. Mm. Fucking, I'll eat GMOs all day long. Seriously. Gotta die something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, the thing I was saying that, that bothered me. Um, they're, like, when they find that subway station, like, you know, oh, there's two things that bothered me about that, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember okay. the second one. Yeah, yeah. Subset. Um, yeah. Um... They find this subway station, and, and Charles S. Dutton's like, "Oh my god, I've never, I've never been this deep before. Like we're, you know, we're so far into this. There is a fucking skylight, yeah, in the train station. Like, yep, they're supposed to be so deep underground. There's a skylight right there. There's the sky. Like outside is right there. Yeah, we're five stories down. Yeah. I don't think you are, <laughs> unless I've missed a cue somewhere. Yeah. You're about we're, twenty feet down. We're trapped in here. Nope, outside's right there. Like the, you, like you could break the window and somehow get over that. Like it's, it's right there. How are we gonna get up there? Yeah. Jump? I don't know. Um, the other thing that bothered me, I thought this was clever at first, and then, um, then they just beat it to death. When when he first gets down in the tunnel with uh, with Josh Brolin and, and the other dude, yeah, uh, Charles S. Dutton. 
and he's like, man, there's some weird shit in there. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny because, like, yeah. it is weird shit, but it's also, like, technically, you know, literally shit. weird shit. Like, yeah. it's shit hanging from the walls. I think my favorite line was, uh, He's, it's oh man, he's just going off. He's like, "What the fuck is this? Who the fuck is gonna get up here? And yeah, crawl up on the fucking wall and hang one of these fucking things." <laughs> I, I like for for I was gonna say for like ten or fifteen seconds. I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty like that's pretty good writing." Like I like that joke. It works two ways. I'm like I wonder yeah. if they did that intentionally or if that was just an accident. And then to hammer home the point, he then says shit about 30 times in 10 seconds, like, yeah. right after that. Like, yep. Yeah, oh, that was intentional. Yeah. yeah that totally was intentional. did it on purpose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you found this shit all over here, and we got this shit hanging from the wall. Like, oh, yeah. yeah no. Yep. Oh, you had me, you had me, and then you lost me. <laughs> I did enjoy a lot of the acting in this. Like, even the people that I'm not overly familiar with uh did fucking great like i think that everybody handled what they were given very well mm -hmm. um i mean the script has some flaws like some of the sh shit jokes that we're talking about like they're just kind of hammering away at the same thing yeah um and some of the shit that doesn't make sense you know like i'll stick my hand in this bug's fucking mouth you know like <laughs> There, like, there were so many scenes in this movie that were giving me complete anxiety uh, <laughs> over nothing to do with the fact of the, the giant killer bugs. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're smearing goo all over the fucking oh, cell. so gross. But yeah. uh, in the beginning, uh, I think we might be coming up on it, when, they, when, when her and her husband are first, like, looking for the bugs. Yeah. And he drops the flashlight, like, under yeah. the thing. Yeah. Uh, and like they're like they know there's a hole like where the bugs are coming from. I'm like, yep. nope, we just lost that flashlight. It's like, gone forever. Yeah, I have no need to go in there. But no, they're just gonna reach their hand in there. Like yeah. you know, mm -mm. again, even if there weren't giant killer cockroaches in there, like you know, in the movie, there are normal cockroaches. <laughs> there are rats. There's like all kinds of things. Living there are around. hobos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then there was a uh, oh fuck, there was something else I was gonna say. I, I forgot though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, later on, when when her and Chewie are, are escaping the, the the tunnels, and they're in the, the like the dumbwaiter thing. Yeah. And like as it's moving up, she puts her hand like out to like to grab. And I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't, your fingers, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> if that thing goes down, your fingers are off. Like, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of like unsettling shit in the movie. Like that wasn't. Just like them being pursued by the monster. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, the the king uh, of the of the species didn't really care for the design. It wasn't really all that distinct, like from the rest of them. That I, I, yeah. I could tell. You know, and the but... face was just like a weird, blotchy kind of mess. Like it. I don't know. It didn't was... really have a form. Yeah, I don't know if he was supposed to be like some like somewhat burned from the explosion when they showed him at the end or what. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I, I thought that's what they were trying to do, but you're right. It looked, it just looked weird. Yeah, yeah, it just didn't have like a shape. I feel like this subway station is in every movie that like calls for a subway, because I'm pretty sure it's the same station in uh, Hellboy, Warriors, <laughs> in Hellboy, uh, in in Daredevil, and then they just go, all right, white tile. Yeah. White tile. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. So, let's get down to the business here. You gotta rate this movie. Um, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, we, we talk a lot about Saturday afternoon movies on here, and this, I think, 100% fits that mold. Really? Yeah, it, it perfect viewing, I think, for a Saturday afternoon. This is not an afternoon movie for me. Really? Yeah. A nighttime movie? This is a nighttime movie for me. Huh. It, because the movie is so dark yeah, and yeah. so, like, tonal, mm-hmm. I think it, it needs that, like, dark room ambiance to, to really, like, get it. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that, but I don't know. For me, like, this was perfect, man. Yeah? Saturday afternoon viewing. Um, so I um, I really like the story. The ending is what really, like, that's when I was like, oh, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, that dude would not have survived. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I really had no gripes about it. Like, I thought it was really good. I'm going to give it, like, a seven, I think. Because I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I think I'm right there with you. I, like... For pretty much the same reasons, but flip the afternoon movie for, you know, like, nighttime watching. Yeah, yeah. This is one of those ones where, uh, like, if I have to just chill out and want to throw something on, yeah, this, this is, is the, good, this like... is the style of movie that I want. Like, if I'm not, if I don't have to be, like, really engaged with it, but I, I, I need something, like, that's a little more serious. Yeah. This is, this, this is that kind of movie. This would be good for that. Yeah, I could see that. So... I think I'm, yeah, I'm at like a seven. It's like a solid seven. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not bad. I think it really got like maligned from what I remember the reviews at the time. Ah, uh, there were other bug movies. Yeah, at, at, that came out the yeah. same year. I'm trying to think what what else came out. Starship Troopers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And Men in Black actually, I think came out the same year. Ninety. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And this is like uh, Species, I think, is the same time, too. And uh, while they're not like the I same... Species came out earlier. You might be right. But that might be like 95, 94 even. I don't know. I'm not even going to look into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Species was an alien movie, wasn't it? Yeah, but I feel like they kind of like... Buggish. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're not quite like a knockoff of one another, but like yeah. they're in the same wheelhouse, I feel like. Yeah. He's so good. Uh, Charles S. Dutton? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although his character was getting on my nerves in this fucking movie. He did get a little annoying. Yeah. Like, at the at the middle of his run. Yeah. At the end, you're, you, he redeems himself. He redeems himself, but he, he got, like, a little too pissy. Yeah. Like, yeah, we get it. Everybody's having a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to do some trivia? Let us do the trivia. Let us do the trivia. Not to bother you with trivia. I used to think they were kind of trivial. Okay. Um, we don't have a ton of trivia, but we've got some lengthy ones here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, director Guillermo del Toro discovered, uh, I'm sorry, disowned the film uh, after constant clashes with Harvey Weinstein and Bob Weinstein. The latter complained that the early footage of the film wasn't scary enough and would frequently visit the set to make unreasonable demands about what should be shot, deviating away from the script. Uh, when that did not solve the matter, Weinstein threatened to fire del Toro, the fucking balls on you, yeah. by the way. And replace him with another director. 
However, Del Toro was saved by uh, intervention from Mira Sorvino, who was a recent Oscar winner for Mighty Aphrodite, which I never saw. Yeah, no. Um, I think it's a Woody Allen movie. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Woody Allen. Movies. Fuck him. Yeah. Uh, which was produced by Miramax, by the way. Um, she threatened to quit the film if Del Toro's vision wasn't respected, and she received support from her then-boyfriend, which is fucking gross, Quentin Tarantino, uh, <laughs> who has made several films for Miramax. Um, the Weinsteins finally agreed to let Del Toro stay on, but they oversaw the final cut of the film. Since then, Del Toro has never worked with the Weinsteins again. Good for him. Uh, but he made his peace with the film after creating a director's cut that was closer to his vision. So... I they, would like to see that, I think. That would probably be much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, fucking Weinsteins, man. Like, Just, pr like, producers in general, like, don't... You're not the fucking director. You're not a writer. Don't fucking give notes. Yeah. Like, you're not a creative. Yeah. You're the money guy. You set shit up. You're <clears throat> logistics. Like, Especially gonna, the Weinsteins. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you how to fucking, you know, hire people. Like, don't tell me how to make the fucking movie. Yeah. Okay. You, like, you understand the, the financial version of the movie making industry. Yeah. Not so much the artistic. And I'm sure there are producers that are very artistic. You know, oh, like. Oh, for sure. I mean, you have directors and stuff that produce stuff all the time. Fucking. Yeah. You know? Um, I think Spielberg produces more than he directs at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that makes sense. I mean, Del Toro produces a lot of shit now, too. He, he does. He's. I think he's always kind of produced. Hmm. Um, but um, but the, yeah, I mean, like... The wine scenes, they're just finance guys. Yeah. Unless I'm completely wrong, but I don't think I am. I don't think you are. I know uh, at least one of them is a giant scumbag. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the other one wasn't. Uh, the character of Manny was originally written by Guillermo del Toro for one of his favorite actors, uh, an Argentinian actor named, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck this up real bad. Uh, Federico Lupi. Never heard of him. Yeah. Uh, whom he directed in Kronos. Kronos. I've never seen that. Kronos is really good. It's, uh, Guillermo del Toro's take on like vampires. Yeah. Which is wild and rad. Um, However, Lupi's English uh, pronunciation was not good enough for the film, so Del Toro chose Giancarlo Giannini instead. Uh, in a 2013 interview, Del Toro confirmed the story and stated that he that what he misses the most about working in Spanish language is the possibility of directing Lupi, uh, for whom Del Toro professes the utmost admiration. So, for people who are unaware, uh, Guillermo del Toro is not—he's Mexican. A, a, yeah, he's not an American. Um, and his first, what, like five, six movies were Spanish? Yeah, at least I think. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think Blade Two was his first like English movie. It might have been. Yeah. Uh, oh no, no, this probably would have been. This is before Blade yeah, 2. Yeah, Blade 2 came out in, what, 98? That 99? was like 99, maybe, or 2000. Yeah. At the latest. Yeah. So I want to say Trinity was like... That was like 2004, maybe? Yeah. 
I think. It's, it's like right at the beginning of the Ryan Reynolds boom. Yeah, because the first Blade is like 97. Or at the latest, 98. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, this was before that then. Yeah. Whatever. He used to make movies in Spanish. Now he makes them in English. <laughs> um, by the way, his, his movies in Spanish, fucking amazing. Fucking movies in English are amazing. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're doing a whole month of them, damn it. We are. Um, so this movie includes several examples of Del Toro's uh, most characteristic hallmarks. Uh, he's quoted as saying, I have sort of a fetish for insects, clockwork, monsters, dark places, and unborn things. Uh, and this is evident in Mimic, where at times all are combined into long brooding shots of dark, cluttered, muddy, chaotic spaces. Um, according to Alfonso Coron, Del Toro's friend and colleague, uh, quote, with Guillermo, the shots are almost mathematical. Everything is planned, which I have heard that like he like goes out of his way to like make meticulously set up everything in a shot. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I might have told this on he's got podcast. That, he's got an artist's eye. Um, I, I, I went to a taping of the Nerdist that he did when Pacific Rim came out. Yeah. Um, which was like live performances, like in my hall of fame, uh, because on stage at one time, it was like the Nerdist guys, Chris Hardwick and, and you know, other dudes, fucking Joel Hodgson from mystery science theater was there with them. Yeah. Uh, and fucking well, Guillermo del Toro, just all of them just bullshitting and talking. Like it was so awesome. And the writer of, uh, of, uh, Pacific Rim, Travis Waltham, I think his name is. Yeah. He was there also. Like, and, uh, they were talking about how. When, you know, like, basically they put together, like, this thousand-page Bible of Pacific Rim, just the universe. Like, not even the yeah. script. Like, yeah. just details of the universe. Like I would love to read that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's how, like, you know, far, like, you know, how much he goes into these movies. Like, yeah. how much he just goes over the top of the, you know, the prep and just how much he's calculating everything. Yeah, he's, he's a mad scientist. I also, he, uh, during the interview, he talked about how basically he has, like... Uh, in the drug world, you would call a trap house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a house where he has like all of his like his just monster shit, like yeah. you know the shit he likes. And like he says, like when you first walk in, he has a ten foot tall Frankenstein head, like right in the in the middle. No shit. Yeah, like I want to go to that house so badly. Yeah, he had like a touring exhibit of like just shit from the house for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd give a nut to go see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Del Toro had originally wanted Andre Brower to play Dr. Mann, uh, who is a fucking fantastic actor. That's Smear Sorvino's husband? No, he's not a doctor. Yeah. He is? Yeah. Didn't she say, like, you're not a doctor? <laughs> uh, no, I think so. Uh, I know he had a badge at one point, but he was like a... He's a CDC. Yeah, CDC. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the ending, well, I'm pretty sure, uh, maybe not. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. So whoever Dr. Man is, uh, or is that, um, hold on. Is that her like mentor guy? Oh, F. Marie Abraham. It might be. No, it's no, her husband. Yeah, it's, yeah. All right. They have different last names. Yeah. Okay. So that character was supposed to be Andre Brower originally. 
uh, with the ending showing a Caucasian woman, a black man, and a Latino child as symbolism of the future of mankind coming together. However, <laughs> the Weinsteins vetoed this idea because they believed America wasn't ready for interracial family and went with Jeremy this is Northam. 1997, folks. Yeah. 1997. Yeah. Not the 60s. Like. Yeah. You know what? Would have been fine. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure. They would have had a superior actor. Yeah. Uh, for sure. <laughs> and, and not to say that that Jeremy Northam is bad. Like he he played the role very well. Like yeah, he's, but he's, he's also fine. kind of forgettable. Like you know. Yeah. He's <laughs> generic white guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Nothing really stood out about him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this was also okay. So we went over this before. This was released the same year as Starship Troopers, which I oh I fucking love that movie. I do love that movie. I will never forget, I hit a fucking skunk uh, on the way to see that movie. That <laughs> That'll ruin I'm sorry, your night. I was night. on the way home. On the way home. Yeah. And the fucking smell <laughs> like, was revolting. I mean, skunks smell bad enough, like, when you smell them. Like, yeah. when you hit them, oh yeah. my god, it's so much worse. It's like what Joey Diaz says about human shit. It's like, it smells bad, but it's fine until you break it open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Um, the roaches are called the Judas breed, and there's some Christian imagery scattered through the the movie, uh, but it doesn't amount to much in terms of meaning, and is pretty much just there because Del Toro likes creepy religious imagery, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, That's yeah. also kind of another hallmark of of his style. Yeah, like he, he likes I don't know, like the juxtaposition of like Catholicism and then like an unholy thing mixed in with it. It's, it's super good. Oh, did you want the bottle opener? I was trying to do it smoothly without oh. yeah, bringing attention to the fact, but yes, I do yeah. need the bottle opener. Yeah, because it's not going to make a noise here. <laughs> there it goes. This is the Elliot Ness uh, Amber Ale. Yeah. Amber Lager, sorry. Lager. Um... An alternative and more ambiguous ending was filmed where the insects are not eradicated. Instead, Susan, Peter, and Chewie escape the insect hive apart from each other and then reunite on a busy train station. However, as they hug, Chewie already notices more of the insects' signature clicking sounds, indicating that they have already started to mingle among the population. Uh, okay. Which, depending on how it was shot, would have been a way better fucking ending. Yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be like when they were waiting at the at the exit. They were like, "Oh, funny shoes, funny yeah. shoes." Like, yeah, yeah, it would have been cool. Yeah, I I like that idea better. Like, the ending we got is fine, but it's just it's vanilla. Um, this I was going to mention this before. This movie kind of have you ever heard the theory of of why? people like the uncanny valley why that exists why people are turned off by things that like that kind of look human life but, but yeah don't yeah. yeah have you ever heard the theory about why that is no the theory is like the uncanny valley is that you know when you see um people like, generally when people see like a cgi movie the polar express is the one that like always people always like bring up that it's like the most uncanny valley-ish yeah um when you see kind of like things that imitate, you know, humans very well, like a little bit too well, 
it creates this like unsettling feeling in you and nobody's really understood why. Yeah. The theory is that at one point or even still possibly there was a predator that could mimic, you know, a human like appearance oh. in order to lure in somebody. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why they're so turned off by like you know it's not real and it's like a it's a it's an inborn like instinct basically. Yeah, you get it with like like um like really convincing animatronics and things like that. Yeah. Where like yes, it looks human, but it but also you know doesn't not, it, it doesn't look human. It creates this just like unsettling feeling in you and like yeah. they think that's, you know, that's a theory on like why that could be. Okay. Yeah. That's Which is pretty creepy. It's <laughs> fucking disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is going to bring us to our last IMDb trivia fact. Uh, when the movie was changed from a short film into a feature-length motion picture, uh, writer-director Guillermo del Toro still wanted to keep the notion uh, from Donald A. Walheim's source story, namely that the man-sized insects were the product of evolution instead of science. Uh, del Toro envisioned a scene where um, uh, sorry, I must uh, envision a scenario where God would be fed up with mankind, thus allowing the giant insects to take over as the dominant species. Uh, the film was supposed to end on a down note, uh, with the heroine finally finding the male of the colony, a uh, creature that could change into a form that was nearly indistinguishable from a man, and it would say leave showing that the insect's capabilities to mimic human appearance and sounds had become so advanced already that mankind was all but doomed. All right. However, I think that would have been a better ending. Yeah. However, the studio didn't like this idea of the, yep. and the dark ending, so they forced Del Toro to come up with a scientific explanation for the insect's advanced appearance as well as a happy ending. Ugh, bullshit. So people who, quote-unquote, know what the people want don't know, don't what, the know people, what the fucking people want. Yeah. <sighs> we we got a great movie. Well, you know what? I won't call it a great movie. It's we a good a movie. decent movie. We got a good movie. Uh that just could have used some creative freedom, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you let Del Toro just do what he wants to do, he's going to make a good movie. And he's proven that time and time again. It's not bad. Not bad? Yeah, the Elliot Ness Amber Lager is not bad. All right. Um, all right. Well, uh, we will move on into the uh, better known as segment of the show. Excellent. Um, we will start Excellent. off with Guillermo del Toro. Um, we're going to be talking about him a lot over the next month, but we'll talk about his directing stuff uh, you know, yeah. this week. Um, I figured next week, we'll maybe we'll talk about some of his acting appearances because um, he has been an actor in, in some things. Oh, really? <clears throat> um. As far as pro like what people probably most know him from, it's probably going to be like Hellboy. Um, I mean, he won an Academy Award for The Shape of Water. Did he win one? Uh, he won Best Picture. I don't know if he won Best Director. Though. I don't think so. I think he was nominated. Yeah. Uh, most recently, Nightmare Alley, which was fucking awesome. I really love that movie. I still haven't gone back to it. I, I yeah. like. I need to. It's just I. I haven't been in the right mindset to like it's start a heavy it over. Movie. Yeah. Start yeah. it over. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. Um. Uh, aside from Hellboy and that, um, and Pacific Rim, Pan's Labyrinth, uh, Blade Two, we mentioned, yeah. uh, The Devil's Backbone. 
<clears throat> uh, Crimson Peak. Uh, I, I skipped over that. Love Crimson Peak. I need to rewatch that because I, I remember like just not loving it at the time. I think we've talked about this. Like, yeah. I think you went into it going more for like a horror movie, like scary horror movie. Yeah, I went more like a haunted house, like horror movie. Yeah, it, and it is. It is a hundred percent a haunted house horror movie. It is not a scary movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so gothic. It's amazing. Uh, looks like, yeah, his first four movies are in Spanish. Uh, Mimic is the first one uh, in English. Oh, okay. And then he went back to Spanish for Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Which uh, I still have to fucking watch because... That, yeah, I've never seen that either. It's been on my to-watch list for a solid decade. <laughs> I just saw Pandemic. More, like, more than a decade. Recently, within, I want to say like within the... Within the pandemic, I just saw Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, I saw that on its theatrical release. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good. Oh, he did the Strain TV series, too, which I enjoyed. I like that. Yeah. Was that... That was a comic book, too, wasn't it? I think he did it was a novel. Some... Him, and, him and somebody else had written a novel. Oh, I thought it was a oh, comic like a book. a series of novels. Okay. Yeah. I started watching it. It just didn't... I don't know. For some reason, it didn't grab me. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I know it was like it's a different. Take it was like a vampire. fresh, fresh take. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a, like a biological kind of explanation where they're basically like the the disease, you know, the vampire disease is carried like in these worms, uh, like you know that infect people, uh, and that's why they become vampires. Okay. Uh, all right, moving on. We'll start with Mira Sorbino. Uh, she played Susan Tyler, who we uh, mentioned earlier. Um, she's probably most well known from Romeo and Michelle's uh, High School Reunion. Um, that was out. I said the same year as this, nineteen ninety-seven. Um, some of the other things. Yeah, I think that is. I think that is Woody Allen on the Mighty Aphrodite cover. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Woody Allen. Let's see. It looks she like won the Academy Allen. Award for Mighty Aphrodite. That was nineteen ninety. I remember that being a big movie when it came out. I just yeah never saw it. Uh, director Woody Allen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just have an aversion. Like, I mean, even aside from his personal fucking horrors. I just don't think his movies are that interesting. He's the Bob Dylan of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got an amazing legacy. I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. (laughs) I am am not shy to say I walked out on Bob Dylan. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, But um, she was just in Shining Vale uh, on Epics with um, Courtney Cox. Um, She was in American Crime Story. I think it's the impeachment season. I do not like what has happened to Courtney Cox's face in the last few years. Yeah, no, she is scary, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, like, oh, excuse me, I don't know if it's, like, weird plastic surgery or if... I'm sure it's weird plastic <laughs> surgery. Like, <laughs> Just, like, nature has taken it yeah, out of her ass. <laughs> there's a point where you should stop getting plastic surgery, uh, and Courtney, unfortunately, passed that a while ago. Mm. Uh, she was in the movie Stuber, which I thought was actually pretty funny. That was the one with... Um, Dave Batista and Kumail Nanjiani. I didn't see it. Oh, he, Dave Batista is like a like a police detective, and he's like nearsighted, basically like a Mr. Magoo, but like a detective, and like oh, okay, yeah, like Kumail Nanjiani is like his Uber driver. It was, it was pretty funny. Um, she did a stint on Modern Family. <clears throat> um, aside from that, she was on uh, Lady Dynamite, which was a Maria Bamford's sketch uh, series on Netflix, uh, which was pretty funny. Sometimes I think she's fucking hilarious, and other times I can't stand her. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, she she's very like out there humor, but she is for yeah. the most part pretty funny. Uh, she was in Falling Skies for a while, which I thought was a pretty good show. Uh, it was an alien invasion show on on TNT a couple of years back. Oh yeah, um, uh, by a couple you mean 
She was on it from eight, 2014 to 15. Eight years ago? Yeah, I think it wrapped up in like 20... Oh, maybe it was 2015 when it wrapped up. Uh, yeah, that was a while ago. Holy Christ. Um, let's see. Anything else that jumps out? Yeah. Her second movie. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> She was in the stuff. Her father is in that as the general. <laughs> yeah, she is an uncredited factory worker. Yep. Um, anything else? Quiz show. Uh, Beautiful Girls, Mighty Aphrodite, which I said she won the award for. Yeah. Uh, the Replacement Killers with Chow Young-Fat. That movie was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Spike Lee movie, Summer of Sam. That movie was terrible. Yeah, it was. This is a massive attack video. Wow. Uh, all right, moving on. Yeah. Jeremy Northam, who like I'm like I was watching. I'm like this guy's familiar. I I think I know him from somewhere. I don't. No, nothing. Yeah, I mean like he's really. I mean he's in like you know things that I recognize the name of, but like really not much I've seen. He's in The Crown, which I've seen a couple episodes of, which is pretty good. It's just very dry and like I'm just not into those period pieces. Yeah, yeah. Shelly watches them all the time. Like she loves it. Like, yeah, Amanda and I started watching it. And I think we both just. I think I, I think she hit the wall before I did. Oh honest. really? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, like aside from that, like he was on the Tudors. Uh, looks like 15 episodes of the Tudors, which a lot of people went on uh, to bigger stuff from that. I think it's where Henry Cavill comes from. Uh, he went on to play Superman. Mm -hmm. Um. Natalie Dormer went on to uh, Game of Thrones. Um, he's like an actory ass actor, so there's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gosford Park, uh, Happy Texas, Amistad. Oh yeah, he's like a judge or something. And I was Judge Coglin yeah. in Amistad. Oh, the net. He was in the net. Oh yeah, that movie, The Net, with the girl from the bus. <laughs> It's a, a uh, Jerry Stiller line from Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like just, you know, not much anybody would probably have heard of. I almost didn't even include him. Uh, yeah. In the, uh, the better known as. Uh, moving on, Giancarlo Giannini, uh, probably best known to our audience uh, as Inspector Potsy from Hannibal. Um, oh. Yeah, he was also in Quantum of Solace and Casino Royale. Um, How about that Casino Royale, man? Like, that fucking movie was so good. Yeah. I was... The fucking beginning. I was the second really... one is much easier. <laughs> <laughs> he just kills this dude in cold blood. I <laughs> I remember when that was coming out. I was like, man, like, new Bond. It's all slick and shit. And then I watched it. I was like, ready for it. I, I mean, I've always been a James Bond fan. Like, I think... Although, I, I like, think it's what the series needed. Like, the Pierce Brosnan stuff was, like, just dead to me yeah it, it got it got into basically the latter half of sean connery's run as james bond where like this is just goofy and over the top like yeah um i daniel craig fucking awesome although i will i do have my gripes about uh the last one no time to die was that it yeah i didn't see it yet yeah i'm not gonna i won't say anything uh Although, I gotta tell you, like, my interest in the series with Daniel Craig has decreased with every movie. I, I could I could definitely understand that. I could definitely understand that. Spectre was, like, not great. 
No. Yeah, I mean, I think the the beginning of that movie was awesome. Reason that Day of the Dead like parade. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and then like it just kind of just I uh, lost it. That kind of through. That kind of set the whole thing up where it was, it was like, oh, are they going to do like an old school kind of villain picture? Yeah, and, then, and like, they were, but they weren't. They were going yeah. old school with like, um, fucking why can't I remember his name? Blofeld, Jesus. Oh, Blofeld, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I don't know, it's just the execution wasn't all there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. I, the one thing I will say that is not too spoilery about uh, No Time to Die, nobody, and I mean fucking nobody, wants James Bond with a wife and kid. No. Nobody wants that. No. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I will leave that. <laughs> uh, like... Just no. Just 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 don't. no. Just, just don't do that. Just don't. Yeah. Don't no. Um I mean everything else, Giancarlo Giannini, and it's pretty much an Italian movie. Um he's in some kind of notable things here and there. Uh American wise, you know. Uh uh sorry. Uh, yeah, good luck finding him. Yeah, uh it's a... it would probably be up in his like yeah, it's it's sprinkled through uh, pretty generously throughout. Uh, I feel like uh, we're you scrolled really, for a long time to get we're to really Quantum of Solace. This better known as segment this week. Yeah, uh, he's in a lot of. Oh, time, Man on right? Fire, Man on Yeah, with uh, uh, Denzel Washington. That was a good movie. I've never seen. That's where he's like a bodyguard, right? Uh, yeah. Um, Dracula. I think that was the one that was on NBC like way back. Two thousand two. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. Or is that the BBC one? Oh, God. Dracula's curse. What the fuck is that? No, the BBC one was like two years ago, which started off awesome. That went right in the toilet. And then, yeah, the third fucking installment just... Like, when as soon as they went to modern times, yeah. like, mm, nope. I'm, nope. I'm good on that. How do we kill Dracula? Oh, he's going to love to death. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Love should not cure zombies and should not kill Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Two things love should not do: <laughs> cure zombies, kill Dracula. <laughs> Call me cynical. He's in the Dune uh, TV series. I'm from oh, Sci-Fi. that's right. I re- I remember that. Yeah, look, I knew there was something else in here that was worth uh, scrolling through. After that, it's pretty much. Normal. I want to watch. I want to watch that again. That's so fucking good. <laughs> what I actually what I really want is the second part of the newest Dune to come out. Yeah, like immediately. I need that in my life right that, fucking I, now. When that movie ended, I'm just like, oh man, are you fucking kidding yeah, me? Yeah, like it's gonna be at least a couple of years until we get the second part of this. Yeah, and I knew it was like that too. And like, at that point, it wasn't even like a guarantee that we were getting the second part. Yeah, uh, but uh, that, that movie, I've been meaning to watch it again. That movie was really great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm still in the, like we're at 1975, and I yeah, yeah, scroll. yeah. He's in the original Swept Away. Um, which uh, Madonna made a horrible remake of in the uh, 90s or 2000s. 2000s. With her husband, Guy Ritchie. Who's another, like, hit-or-miss filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, As much as I want to love, like, all of his stuff, Some of it's shit, yeah. Revolver sucked. Yeah. Snatch, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I could make the argument that it is my favorite movie, like, hands down. But Revolver... Balls. Yeah. Uh, Rock and Roller was okay. Eh, yeah. It was all right. It was a fucking mid-tier. I'm not even that crazy about Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. Um, like, it's good. Don't get me wrong. Sherlock it's, Holmes was okay. The one with Robert Downey Jr. I don't, I don't yes, like those. Yes, I did like those. I did not see the newest one. I heard that was very good, though. Um, is it a man apart? 
The one with Jason... No, that's the Vin Diesel movie. Yeah. It's the Jason Statham movie. Uh, They're all Jason Statham movies. Yeah, hold on. It's I know it's on my list on Paramount. Hold on. Uh, I don't know. You just don't really hear about him that much anymore. Yeah. This one was like a, basically like a return to like uh, Wrath of Man. That's it. Uh, like a you know, like a British gangster movie, basically. Oh, which is his sweet spot. Like just just make those movies. Yeah, but Snatch they got is goddamn brilliant. The best part of his movies, though, was all the downtime between. It's like Tarantino. Like the downtime between the action is where the movie is. Yeah, like, just people talking. Like yeah, just the, the dialogue in Snatch is fucking hysterical. Like, like dags. Yeah, like dags. <laughs> oh. Dogs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's proper fuck now? <laughs> like, oh god. Just the the end of that movie is just so fucking amazing. Like, yeah. everything you think has been happening has been complete bullshit. Yep. Because this is what's really been happening. Like at yeah. the same time, like. Oh, I, 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 gotta re- I gotta rewatch that one too. Oh man, it's and the so soundtrack good. is top notch too. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Is he a more consistent? Director than Tarantino? Yes, and only because most of his movies are terrible. Like they're consistently <laughs> bad. I'm almost like I, I think I've like I at the beginning of this conversation I was a fan of Guy Ritchie. Now I think his his good movies are an anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, man. <laughs> uh, all right, but Snatch is fucking awesome. I like I cannot recommend Snatch that movie. Is amazing. That's like that is on the tier for me with Jaws, where like. If it's on TV and I catch it, I'm going to watch the rest of it. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what point I catch it. Uh, your gun says replica on the side. <laughs> Mine says Desert Eagle .50. Yep. <laughs> you know that guy was a professional soccer player? Vinnie Jones, yeah, yeah. yeah. Notorious for grabbing dudes' balls. Like, yeah, just... also a criminal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite podcasts uh, is called Crime in Sports. And they will cover a like a sports icon or just shit tier athlete or whatever. Yeah. Just as long as they're involved in sports somehow. And the crimes that they commit and get caught for. They did an episode on him. It was fucking <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Bullet tooth Tony. Yep. <laughs> oh. oh, what's the fucking one line? Why do they call him? Why, why do they call him Boris the Bullet Dodger? Because he dodges bullets. <laughs> God, I love that movie so much. Yep. <laughs> he's a, he's a getaway driver. The fuck can he get away from? <laughs> that was a large man. <laughs> oh. But then there's like this very. But he can't sub- fucking drive. He's- yeah, he, like the whole movie, like he's this big fat dude. And he's moving around slowly. Yeah. But there's this one scene. It's this such such a subtle joke, and it's hilarious. It's when they see uh, they're looking for Benicio del Toro's character. Yeah. And like he's the first one to spot him, and he's like, "Oh wait, hold on a second. And like he stops the car and like, "Where are you going?" And then like in a half a second, he's behind him, and like he just knocks him out. <laughs> Out of nowhere, he just sneaks up on him. <laughs> oh, God, I love that movie so much. I'm watching that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching that tomorrow. It came at me from a funny angle. <laughs> you backed up. When you back up, things come yeah. from the back. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Charles S. Dutton. 
Um, probably best known from Alien Three. Yeah. Um, and also second best Alien movie. <laughs> I will agree with you on that. Yeah. 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 Because one, three, four, two, two three, four. <laughs> yeah, one. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna argue about this until one of us dies. <laughs> Um, let's see. Some of the other stuff Charles has done was it? Last one alive wins the argument. <laughs> <laughs> he, I like for a second I thought he was dead, but he's not. He was last thing he was in there was in 2016. Excuse me. Um, uh, aside from uh, Alien Three and uh, Rock, which was a uh, a dramedy on Fox uh, back in the day, uh, he was in American Horror Story for a couple episodes a few years ago. Oh, 10 years mm -hmm. ago. 11 years ago. Jesus. Keep going. Christ. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Whew. Uh, Criminal Minds, uh, Law and Order LA. Criminal Minds is one of those TV shows where you can either turn it on and watch it all fucking day or just catch an episode. Never seen an episode. Yeah. Same with any flavor of Law and Order. Never seen a single episode. Um, he was in the movie Legion, uh, which I, I hear is good. I've never seen it, though. Uh, it's more with uh, Paul I, Bettany, where he's like a, an angel, right? I did not like the movie, but apparently the show gets really good reviews. Uh, unrelated property, but yes. Is it? Yeah. The, no, I thought there was a sci-fi show. Legion, the show, is, um, is about Professor X's son. No, I want to say there's another Legion. Oh, really? Yeah, I think there was one based on the movie. That the Sci-Fi Channel had um, the show, mind blowing. The like, X-Men show. It's not. It, it does not refer. It, like I think in season two they finally mention that like oh yeah his dad was this like powerful like psychic, and like they show him like in a, it's in like a cartoon like a, like flashback type of segment they're like describing his past but he's never yeah. like it's like mutants are not part of it like it's just it's just. David, you know, his kid, the character, he's like this multiple, like, personality. He's got dissociative um, di uh, identity disorder. Like, each one has, like, a different power, basically. Uh, but he's That's like, wild. Yeah, he's, like, the most fucking powerful telepath. And, like, it, it is... Is that based on a run of something? Or it's just, like, a, an original story? There was, there's a Legion comic, but I, I think it's just very tangentially. Like, I think the only, like, kind of thing that, that transfers over is the fact that it's, like, Professor X's son. And it's okay. very, like, very loosely very loosely translated over um it is just such a like genre bending like just crazy show and it takes a weird turn at the end of the second season where you find out that like oh wait a minute like maybe the main character who we've been following you know as a hero isn't like maybe he's actually a very bad guy and like we've just been sold this line of bullshit yeah, uh, and it, it kind of that's where season three ends up, and I think I think it's the last season. Was that an FX show? Yeah, it's okay. it's really good. It's really out there. Um, um, so you don't have to be like super involved in the Marvel universe. No, to... it has nothing to do with the Marvel universe. It's just okay. a Marvel property, like you know, in name, pretty much. Um, yeah. Oh man, like Jermaine Clement from uh, Flight of the Concords. Uh, plays like this dude who there's this villain, the Shadow King, who's an X-Men villain. Yeah. Um, and he just basically like he's he's like he's like a mental villain. Like he takes people's bodies over and like control them. Uh, fucking plays him amazingly. Uh, That's the guy I, that voiced Ukatoa, right? Uh, from Moana, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The crab. 
Uh, yeah, I, 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 I've been meaning to rewatch that show. It's so good. Uh, but it's very, very out there. It's uh, Somebody described it as if David Lynch made a, uh, a superhero show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds wild as shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, Josh Brolin. Um, Obviously, everybody knows him as Cable. <laughs> you probably know him as Cable. You probably know him more as Thanos uh, in the, the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, No Country for Old Men is a, a movie he is known from. Uh, people say that's a great movie. I will disagree all day on that. Yep. That's <laughs> that movie is boring as shit. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It 100% oh, yeah, is. Films well, all the shots are set up well. Yeah. I couldn't care less. Yep. I saw it. I remember like cuz I was hyped to see it when it came out. Like this is going to be awesome. Like I brought like people with me like this is going to yeah. be so great and like yeah. walking out like that was not good at all. <laughs> that was dry as shit. Yeah. Uh, he's in Dune. He's in Dune. Yeah, uh, which I I really need to watch again. I that was such a good movie. Yeah, um, just beautiful, well shot. Like just man, no, it's um, gorgeous. The, the movie is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, um, we mentioned Thanos. He's Thanos across the Marvel universe. Yep. Um, oh, hail Caesar! That sucked. <laughs> Wasn't that a Coen Brothers? It wasn't like a yeah. They didn't write it, but they directed it, I think. Is the they, I don't know. They had their dicks in it somewhere. Yeah. So maybe that's why it wasn't, like, great. And it should have been no, awesome. Written by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Yeah. yeah, that was not great. I mean, you look at it. Look, look at the fucking cast on that movie. Yeah, I mean, like, everything about, like, the cast is awesome. Like, on, I can, on paper? Yeah. The, this movie's amazing. The subject matter, like, you know, them in the 50s in Hollywood. All right, yeah, like, let's do it. Just execution was not there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sicario, that's a really good movie uh, that he was in. I still haven't seen it. Uh, the first one is really good. I understand the second one, like, just is basically like a straight-up action movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, the first one was like a really deep, like, drama that you yeah. have to, like, think. And then, like, I think the second one is just, like, guns and, you know, that's, you know, guns blazing and drugs. Oh, sweet. Uh, he was in Inherent Vice, which is a pretty decent movie. Oh, he's in A Dame to Kill for Sin City. Let's just blast ah, right over that. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> American remake of Old Boy. I've never seen either, but I, I know the twist in that. They're, I heard they're good movies. They're, yeah, they're okay. I mean, they're pretty much the same movie. Yeah. Um, just some differences. Gangster Squad looked awesome. Yeah, did not execute. Not great. Uh, he was young Tommy Lee Jones in Men in Black Three, which he, is perfect casting. He fucking nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Jonah Hex. Oh, that's right. He's in Jonah Hex. If Fucking, Jonah Hex. I loved it. I've never seen that. Oh, man. Uh, he played um, George Bush in W. Yeah. Uh, he was in Planet Terror, the uh, the zombie half yeah. of uh, House. American Gangster. Uh, oh, yeah. That was another Denzel Washington movie I forgot about. He was in Grindhouse. What the? Yeah, Planet Terror. What the? I can't remember that one so much. Uh, that's the zombie one. He's like the ex-husband of the like the doctor woman. Oh, okay. The uh, doctor woman. The doctor woman. Hey, doctor woman. The Young Riders. That was like a Western TV series. I think on ABC. Yep. Uh, 21 Jump Street. And most notably I his first I did not role. know that that was his first movie. The Goonies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. He plays Brand in The Goonies. Uh, and his dad is uh, James Brolin, uh, actor... Uh, 
most notably probably from Pee-wee's Big Adventure at the end. He's, <laughs> he's the one who plays Pee-wee Herman in the in the in the, uh, in the movie. <laughs> That's what he's best known for. <laughs> Sad. Well, Amityville Horror. Sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, moving on. Alex Karomaze. Sure. Uh, she was Remy. She was uh, Mira Sorvino's friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in some uh, some known movies here. Um, she was in The Haunting, uh, the Yann de Bont, uh Haunted House movie uh, from 1999. Uh, Kindergarten Cop from 1990. Uh Click on the haunting real quick. I just want to see Liam this. Neeson and uh, Lily Taylor. Oh, Catherine, uh, Catherine Catherine Jones. Jones. Okay, that's the only movie I've ever gone to see with my father in the theater. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've seen two movies with my dad. Yeah. Lethal Weapon Two and Back to the Future. Nice. Yeah, this is the only one I saw with my dad, and the only one I went to see with my grandfather was Air Force One. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of this movie. I thought it was kind of dumb. Shelley loves it. I loves it just it. did it's, not it's, scratch the haunted house itch for me. It's a decent haunted house flick. Yeah. It's not the best. Uh, let's see. Was there anything else that she was in of note? Uh, kindergarten Cop. Uh, yeah, Kindergarten Cop. I had uh, mentioned. Oh, Mimic Two. She plays the same character in Mimic Two. Uh, one of the many Children of the Corn sequels. Ugh. I I, I want to watch the first one over again, but from what I understand, it's not going to hold up. It doesn't. Yeah. Because you're like, oh man, like a full grown man should be able to just take these kids out. <laughs> just knocking kids out left and right. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Oh, she was in uh, Northern Exposure. Oh, okay. Uh, F. Murray Abraham, uh, who played uh, Mira Sorvino's mentor, <laughs> um, to quote Lin-Manuel Miranda in uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, the F stands for fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, he's, look, he's in Moon Knight. Yeah, he's currently in Moon Knight. He's the voice of Khonshu. Uh, he's the, uh, the Egyptian god of the moon who uh, gives Moon Knight his powers. Um, Mythic Quest, and I know that title. Uh, it is that's a really good sitcom. Well, I don't know if it can qualify as a sitcom, but it's a, uh, it is uh, it's on Apple TV. It's by two of the guys who did uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie Day, uh, and uh, Rob McElhaney. Um, okay. It's about like a like a like a like a video game company. Um, they run like this MMO game online that's like really popular. Uh, it's just them like running the company. It's really funny. He okay. plays like um, he plays the guy who's like in charge of like the story of the world. Basically, he's like this old school like sci-fi writer who won like a bunch of awards in the seventies. Yeah, uh, and he's like washed up now. Basically, and, oh. yeah, that's how he makes his living is writing video games. It's it's a really good show. I, I recommend it. It'd be great if it wasn't on Apple TV because I'm not doing that. I, 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 surprisingly, Apple TV has quality fucking shows. Like it's I just I can't on there. I just can't get another subscription. I, I can't I do it. Hundred percent understand. <laughs> like I, I got it when I got my new phone, and like it just, like it just got to the point where my free subscription ran out. I'm like, eh, I guess I'll keep paying. For like it. I just got Paramount Plus, and I'm like, this is the last one. Because yeah. <laughs> it's got all the Star Treks on it. Yeah, I just need some of these like services to start folding and like just merging with other. Yeah, ones. being bought out by somebody else. Yeah, like let's get our shit together here. I us. would love it if there was some sort of like parent app that like you could just bundle things into. Yeah, I want like well Amazon's going that way where you can like 
get your Prime subscription, but you can. I've got my Shutter, like our AMC Plus, through there. Yeah, I got like Showtime through there. Like, but like, maybe throw me a little fucking discount, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, like knock a few bucks off the price. That would be nice in a perfect world. Yeah. Uh, anyway, F. Murray Abraham. Um, Grand Buda- Lewin Davis. Grand Budapest Hotel is apparently really good. Yeah, I Wes Anderson, like, uh, I, I just burned out on fucking cutesy, twee, like, Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. They're good movies. Like, I think the last one I really, truly enjoyed was... Um, they're, they're the handlebar mustache of movies. Yes. Uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou was really good. Um, I just saw The French Dispatch recently, and it's okay. It's yeah. a good movie. Like, it looks good. I just, I cannot deal with the fucking cutesy, like, everything's prim and proper and, like, just, I, yeah. I, like, all right, we get it. You have a, you have a fucking... That's his niche. Like, yeah. And he does really well at it. We're just, everybody's really fastidious and just very, just detail-oriented and... Yeah. And just hung up on things that, like, don't matter for the past 60 years. Like, <laughs> uh, I just, yeah. Blood monkey. <laughs> Blood monkey. Uh, what else has F. Murray Abraham been in? Uh, I mean, well, you're only in 2002. I mean, so, he's like, in a lot of sh- like a lot of movies. Oh, Muppets from Space. There Muppets, you go. There you go. Muppets from Space, uh, Star Trek Insurrection. Uh, I mean, he's in uh, most notably probably he's in Scarface. He is in um, Surviving the Game. <laughs> Last Action Hero. Uh, he's in Last Action Hero and Loaded Weapon One. So he's got the action movie parody like market cornered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else that I'd I don't know. Last Action Hero is more. I think that leads more satire than parody. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like jokey, jokey, but it's a yeah. send up of those. It things. knows what it's doing, but it's yeah. still an action movie. Yeah. Whereas Loaded Weapon One is basically just jokes, jokes, jokes. Wasn't that a Leslie Nielsen? No, that was Emilio Estevez and Sam Jackson. That one's actually pretty fucking oh, okay. funny. I, I remember watching that one a lot back in the day. Uh, anything else? All in the family he was in. in fucking Serpico, man. Serpico, yeah. That movie is so good. I haven't seen that in a while. Uh, moving on. Norman Reedus, who was very briefly in this movie. Yeah. Uh, plays the sewer worker. Um, most notably, Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead. Yep. Um Untitled Carol and Daryl spinoff. Yeah, they're just going to beat I that horse. I don't give a fuck, and I don't think anybody else does anymore either. They're doing that spinoff. They're doing the one with Negan and Maggie. They're doing... I think they're continuing that, like... the What's the other one? Fear of the Walking... Like, it, uh, enough. Yeah. Enough. I don't care. Like, you... Fucking stop. You've beaten it to death. You've Yeah, you've completely killed any interest I used to have. Like... I used to love zombie movies. That they were my favorite. They yes, were they my might favorite. Have been my favorite genre of horror movie, and like I just don't give a fuck anymore. Like, no, because like The Walking Dead when that show started, amazing. fucking awesome, amazing. I didn't need it to go on for fifteen years. Like, yeah, just wrap it up already. And like by the time like you know with the comic, like even with the comic, I fell into the same thing where like. I'm reading this just because I've read the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I know I had, like, I was so relieved because they <laughs> surprise announced the end. They're just like, all right, The Walking Dead is ending tomorrow. It's the last issue. It was like 150 something issues, wasn't it? Uh, 
I don't know if it was 150 or like 124. Yeah, something. I don't remember. I, I just, I, I remember. I think it might have been like, I think, you were, I think it was 150, I think. Because, um. That's so many fucking issues. Yeah. It's just, but like, I was just so, like, by the time it ended, like, oh, thank God, I don't have to buy this every month anymore. Like, I, uh, I bought the, like, when they first came out, the, the bigger hardcover collected. Yeah, that's how I got into it. I started, I got doing the first that. two of those. I didn't feel the need to buy anymore. Oh, see, I, I read the whole run because I caught up. Oh, and yeah. once I caught up, I started buying the issues. Yeah. And, like, it, it means the same thing as the show. Like, this just ran out of steam. And Robert Kirkman even admits it. Like, when he, like, I think he wrote, like, a thing in the last issue, like, explaining, like, why. He just basically, because, like, I was plotting out, like, what I need to do to, like, get to issue 200. And, like, there's yeah. just, like, all the setup and, like, so just, much filler. Yeah. He's like, I just don't have it anymore. Like, I'm just, I can't. <clears throat> and I, I don't blame, like, he just, just wrapped it up, like, I think he even said, like, he was originally going to wrap it up at issue 100. Yeah. But it was just because it, it was so popular, he just kept it going. Yeah. And, like... It, and Robert Kirkman's got good stories in him. Like... I would say the... Up until... Like, if they ended it after Negan came in, if that was the last, like, baddie that they faced, I think it would have been legendary. Yeah. But it's just, like, after that, it's just the same thing. I mean, even Negan's the same thing over and over again. He's just the governor again. Yeah. It's, you know, you have the governor, you have Negan, after that you have Alpha. You have like, a bad guy in charge, and then yeah. there's another bad guy in charge. Yeah. And then another bad guy in oh, charge. Oh, look, a group of survivors. I hope they're nice. Oh, they're not. We're going to fight them. Yeah. We won. Okay, everybody loves us. Great. Let's, cool. you know, expand the world. Oh, another group of survivors. I hope they're nice. Yeah. Oh, they're not. We're going well, to war. Okay. Like, oh, God. Like, I yeah. just... <sighs> I, 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 can, I, I, I and on top of it, I can only watch Andrew Lincoln have a mental breakdown so many fucking times. Coral, Coral. I think those movies that he was doing are all like scrapped. Thankfully, <laughs> I, nobody wants a fucking Walking Dead movie or series of Walking Dead movies. Like, no, I don't need any of that. Just stop. Yeah. <sighs> like it just it just needs you just need it to I just need all the zombies to go away. Yeah. For like 10 years. Yeah. Just, I mean, like, it, it might have been a five-year period, but no, you keep beating the fuck out of it. So, like, <laughs> we need to go away for longer. I'm done. Like, yeah. I want to go back to, like, wishing I could find zombie movies. Yeah, like, oh, man, I, I need more zombie movies. Like, no, now I just, like. Yeah. <sighs> By the way, uh, read other things that Robert Kirkman has written. Uh, specifically Invincible. Oh my god. The, when that... I, I'm assuming it is still coming out. Yeah, it should be coming out soon. Season 2 of the show. Well, I meant like the issues. I thought he was done. Oh, is it done? Yeah, I, I haven't sure paid done. attention in a long time. Like, I haven't I haven't bought comics in a very long time. Um, but when Invincible was fresh, that was the best superhero comic out there. Yeah. Uh, I was reading a thing today. Like He created that and like some of the other stuff he was doing just because he wanted to get away from the darkness of writing the walking dead like yeah he was i was reading actually in, in fucking in today's issue of crossover and not today's issue but the most recent which is another amazing comic series that's like so incredibly meta it's like it's yeah. mind-breaking yeah um but robert kirkman is, is a character in in the in the newest issue oh, okay um and he's he's talking about how like well spoilers for anybody who might want to read crossover um the premise of it is like there's this big giant event 
and basically like an actual comic book crossover is happening in the real world and like now there are like comic book characters like coming into the real world somehow and nobody knows like okay. what's going on so Robert Kirkman is like confronted by Negan in the book and Negan's like what the f like why would you do this to me like you give me this life where everything's like fucked up you kill my wife like everything's hard like why would you create this like in uh, you know, and he's like, basically, he's like, I, I, you know, I, you think I wanted to do that? You think I got, like, I enjoyed writing that? He's like, no, I did it because I got money from it. Like, yeah, you know, it, it, it gave me this life that I have. Like, you know, I, I didn't, you know, it, it put me in such a bad place writing all that stuff for you that I had to write things like Invincible that were like brighter and like Invincible. It's being, dark like, as shit. I was going to say, being the brighter property, it's like, <laughs> it's pretty fucking harsh. Like, you know what he wrote that uh, when it came out, it got pretty good praise, but I think it kind of fell off real quick. Was uh, oh, with the the fucking Wolfman, the Wolfman, the Incredible Wolfman, Incredible Wolfman. Uh, I found the first like it's a weird, a weird like uh, starting word, Astonishing Wolfman. A I think something like that. Yeah, I found like the first two issues when I was scanning comics this week. Yeah, I found the uh, those first... those jumped in price soon after. Yeah, I found the first six issues minus issue four. I'm still on the hunt for it. Yeah. Uh, of the Umbrella Academy yesterday. Oh, that's got to be worth some scratch. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, the, 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 I, I showed you what I found the other day, though. The the Why the Last Man, that's the one that's the big money I yeah. right now. Yeah. That got canceled after one season. Which sucks, because that was a pretty good show. Yeah. There's, I mean... I'm looking forward to watching DMZ. That was pretty good. It's yeah. um, Even though it's not the comic yeah it um it definitely suffered because it was originally supposed to be eight episodes or yeah. might have been might have even been ten episodes and because of covid it got cut down to four yeah. so they really had to like compress the story and it it's pretty good i enjoyed it it's a little heavy <laughs> we have gone on such a tangent yeah yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. started with norman reedus <laughs> uh yeah he's daryl dixon he's the dude from uh uh boondocks you know yeah yeah you know Daryl. And uh, Blade 2. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy who fucks over Blade and Blade 2. Oh, and uh, the walking simulator uh, video Death game. Stranding. Death Stranding. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on. We're going to wrap this shit up. Yeah. Uh, we got two more to go. Two more to go. Glenn Bang plays Yang. <laughs> um, he was actually in some decent stuff. Uh, he was in the 12 Monkeys TV series, which I never saw, but I, I loved the original movie. Uh, we had to watch that in high school, I remember. Like, Who the fuck was Yang? Was he the preacher? He No, because that guy was older. Um, wasn't there a kid with a Chinese guy who gets pulled into the thing? I don't remember. I don't... Whatever. He's Yang and Mimic. He's a giant demonic. <laughs> <laughs> I love Johnny Mnemonic. That's why I left it up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was just, in the 90s. just for me. <laughs> yeah, he was in the '90s remake of the Kung Fu uh, series. That was not a remake. That it was, was a continuation. It was oh, a continuation. It is in the title. The legend continues. It is a sequel series about uh, his son and him meeting up with his son, who is a detective. Okay. I think he's like a homicide detective or something like that. Yeah. Good for him. I used to watch that show. A lot. <laughs> uh, finally, Julian Richings. Uh, who the fuck was he in this? I don't even remember. I think he was like a homeless guy. 
Um, the reason I saved him, he is in a lot of movies, uh, a lot of known movies too. Yeah, uh, and like he he has a face that I know I've seen. Go go back up. What was his uh, what was his character name in this? Uh, I, I, he's he's literally just like homeless guy. Um, oh, okay. But he's like he's in a lot of movies, like in prominent stuff. Um, what's the most recent? He's in the movie Stardust. Oh no, it's not the movie Stardust. Uh, that's uh, that movie's older than twenty twenty. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, let's... It's also very good. I've never seen that one. Uh, it's 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 a long haul, but yeah. it's good if you like Neil Gaiman properties. All right, he was in the American Gods TV series. Uh, he was in the Doom Patrol TV series for a couple of episodes. Is that the guy that played? Is he the one that played Death in Supernatural? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, he was also on the 12 Monkeys TV series. Um, he's in The Magicians. Uh, I heard Channel Zero is a good series. I've never seen it. It's like an anthology. Uh, I think it's I think it's like... Kind of like a Twilight Zone type of thing. No, I, I want to say it's more like American Horror Story, where it's like anthology seasons. Oh, okay. All I right. think. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. Okay. Uh, Killjoys. I think that was the series written by... Uh, <clears throat> What's his name? From Gabriel. The dude from My Chemical Romance. Gerard Way. Gerard Way. Like Gabriel Way? No, it's Gabriel Ba who did the art for uh, the Umbrella Academy. Oh, which yeah. Which was written by Gerard Way. Uh, I know he had a Something Something Killjoys uh, comic book. Yeah, it was like the record comic and I think like uh, TV show. Yeah, that's what happens when you're super talented in multiple... Like, uh, mediums? Yeah. <laughs> you just make shit. Just, yeah, just make multimedia projects like that. Uh, he was in Orphan Black, which is a pretty good show. Ooh, excuse me. Um, looks like he did uh, some voices for Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Played Charles Darwin in that. Uh, he was in the Hannibal TV series. Oh, he was in The Expanse, too. Um, all right. He was Death in Supernatural. Cool. Uh, I have all the Expanse novels, uh, like the audiobooks, on my phone. I just haven't gotten around to them yet. I heard the show's really, really... It's, like, the best, like, the most, like, realistic adaptation of, it's, like, what would happen. It's we fucking able... gritty. Yeah. Like, it... yeah. Huh. The, the universe is, is super cool. Like, it's everything's super lived in. Yeah. Uh, right. I think my favorite part, like, to, to just, like, show, like, how quote-unquote like realistic it is like they've got these like glass phones or whatever so it's like instead of holding it like a cell phone it, it just looks like a sheet of glass but it's got all your shit in it yeah the main character is just cracked like <laughs> yeah yeah like he's, like he's, glass he's phones dropped it days. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in the witch uh he's in the hell on wheels tv series that had two good seasons uh the robert eggers uh, directed the witch i really want to see the northman uh, he yes. It looks, it looks. He was on uh, Attack of the Show Thursday night doing an interview for it. And, like it was, it looks really awesome. Yeah. They showed like a little clip from it. Um, Not based on the comic, right? I don't believe it's his own thing. He him and him yeah. and uh, Alexander Skarsgård came up with it. Okay. Yeah. So I don't. You ever read that fucking comic book? No, no. Holy shit, dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. If you like Vikings and you like comic books. <laughs> Um, he said it's, you know, like with all the people that they had working on it, it's like the most like historically accurate Viking movie like ever made. Yeah. So I am very excited to see that. That comes out next week. Fucking sweet. Or by the time this comes out, it will be, have been out for like a week or so. Yeah. Um. I'm septic man. 
he was in Man of Steel. Lore M. That's a Kryptonian name. I'm not he's sure. he's just really good at being like creepy skinny guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like the face when you see him. Like, oh yeah, he's definitely been creepy skinny guy in a lot of stuff. Um, I like I'm bag of bones. I think he was like the titular character. <laughs> he was the bag of bones. Uh, Ferryman and Percy Jackson. Uh, season survival of the dead. Uh, one of the last George Romero movies, I believe. Say anything of the quality of that movie? Yeah, don't yeah. just don't. Uh, saw four. Shoot him up. Shoot him up. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. Yeah, it's been a while. I remember that being fun. Yeah, I remember enjoying the hell. Clive Owen is basically Bugs Bunny in that movie. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, he's eating carrots and shit too. I, I think that's that's intentionally like <laughs> that's supposed to be. He he is Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Um, X Men: The Last Stand. How, okay, so. Oh, what the fuck is his name? Um, oh, God, the bad guy in that movie. Um, I don't remember. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Who's the main character, in the, the actor in Sideways? Oh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. He plays such a good scumbag. <laughs> Um, he's in the movie Open Range, which I keep hearing is awesome, like an awesome Western. Yeah? Uh, it's with Kevin Costner and, um, oh, Christ. The guy who played Tom Hagen in The Godfather. Robert. Robert. I, oh, Jesus Christ. Why I, am I forgetting his name? Duvall. Duvall. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, him. <laughs> Robert Duvall. You may have heard of him. Uh, he's been in some stuff. Yeah, he's only like a world-class fucking actor. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Oh, he's in La Femme Nikita, the series, which we mentioned a couple of episodes ago. We did. He's in the Highlander series. Uh, Universal Soldier 2. Yeah. Urban Legend. Uh, it was like the one of the many, many Scream ripoffs that uh, came out in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Mimic. He's Workman in Mimic. Workman. Uh, and that's really probably the, the last of the bigger known things. Still only in 1995. Yeah. Uh, he's in the Robocop TV series, which I, I remember uh, watching. Uh, I don't remember it being good, was... though. <laughs> I don't really remember anything other than watching it. Yeah. It's on. It's got Robocop. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Uh, he was in the Maniac Mansion TV series. Jesus Christ. Uh, the War of the Worlds TV series, which we mentioned here from time to time. Yeah. Uh, and that is it. Sadly, this week, no Murder, She Wrote. I thought for sure this guy was going to have been on Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Nope. I thought F. Murray Abraham might have been also. also I wonder there. if Doug Jones has been on Murder, She Wrote. You know what? I'm willing to fucking investigate. How about we skip that last one? <laughs> uh, he is the last one. Who? Uh, this dude that we're on, Julian. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I want to say we're officially into crapshoot territory for the last roughly mm, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with Doug Jones, he plays like the creature in like most popular movies. Yeah. Anything with Specifically his, like, a... Del Toro movies. Yeah. Uh, he's Ape Sapien in the Hellboy movies. He's the, the fish monster in, uh, um, Shape of Water. Yep. Um, he's in the Hocus Pocus movies. Uh, he's currently in Star Trek Discovery. Um, you know what? I'm just going to jump right to the... Uh... If you ever see a creature 
with a long neck and longer fingers, it's probably Doug Jones. Oh, he's one of the gentlemen on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, another creature with a long neck and long fingers. And mm-hmm. he's pencil head mystery man. I forgot about that, too. <laughs> uh, long John. Yeah, that was Silk Stockings. That was... Ah, sweet. Tales from the Crypt. Food for Thought. Oh, I want to see what that one is. Psychic clown and a part-time cook who abuses his assistant and wife learns that she's ha- another a wife having an affair. Yep. Ernie Hudson, Joan Chen. I don't remember that one. Uh, oh, that's right. He's in Batman Returns. He's the like the weird skinny clown in that. Uh, nope. Hmm. No murder. She wrote. He was on an episode of In Living Color, though. That's just as good. <laughs> Silk Stockings, Tank Girl. I love Tank Girl. We had no old people solving murders shows this week. Not that's, a one. Yeah, that's weird. Damn. Son of a bitch, man. Men in, I think we've had every Men in Black movie on yeah. this episode. I, we've at least referenced them. Yeah, and We've had at least three and two, and I'm pretty sure number one came up at some point. Number one came up because it came out the same year as... Mimic. Oh, he was the Silver Surfer in that uh, terrible, terrible That's right. Fantastic Four uh, sequel. Which is completely covered up by the fact that he's Abe Sapien, which is just... Yeah. Chef kiss. Yeah, go see a Doug Jones uh, property. He's in a lot of good ones. Yeah, he really is. Uh, Especially now, because he's like super well-known for being good at being a monster. I'm like, he's in the Dragon Age game? Nope. TV series. Which I didn't realize they made a TV series out of. Yeah. I'm not going to watch that. Nah. I love those games. Well, I can say I loved one and two. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't play the third one. I didn't play the third one. I, I liked them, but I can. they are kind of the Kmart of uh, RPG games. Get out of like, here. They are not. You're a little weak. little weak. You're weak. <laughs> little generic. Uh, they they were just getting by on like not being Final Fantasy basically. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll do it for uh, for all of this uh, all this jazz this week. Yeah. Oh man. Podcast jazz. <laughs> that was last week. That was last week. No. That was last episode. Sorry. Last, yeah. Yeah. I, I keep getting confused because the last thing I listened to is not the last thing we recorded. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, uh, I recommend Mimic. I mean, like I said, the ending I thought was really fucking stupid. I wouldn't um, even go it was really fucking stupid. It just didn't tonally fit. Uh, just the, like the fact by the, that dude living just ruins the whole fucking ending <laughs> for me. It really does. You're so bitter. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I'm willing to stretch, you know, my, you know, suspend my disbelief. Yeah. But that's just fucking dumb. It was it was weak, <laughs> and that's the weakest part of the movie is like just just where it ends yeah. and how it ends. Yeah. So I mean, you're in for a good ride. It's just not. It's gonna take you a little longer than you want to get there, and you're not gonna be at the location you really want to be in. <laughs> you have to like walk a couple of blocks to get home. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, but it's it's worth the price of admission, I'd say. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm trying to think of anything else. Like, 
you know, they're like bug horror movies that might have done this better, but really there aren't. Uh, it's not a bad movie. Not, I really like this movie. Like, with this serious dark tone? No. Arachnophobia? Oh, Fucking yeah, yeah. amazing. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. That one will make your skin crawl. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, oh my God, John Goodman is so good. Fucking <laughs> movie. <laughs> There was something I wanted to say, I wanted to bring up, and I can't, for the life of me, remember what the fuck it was. Oh, did you watch the, the trailer for the new Ultraman movie? Shin Ultraman? Oh, no, I haven't. I've oh, seen, I've seen some of the other ones. I haven't, I haven't watched the newest one, though. Yeah. I, I, I am psyched for that movie. It I looks really sick. Want to see that. It looks sick. And it's coming out next month in Japan, so hopefully like later in the summer here. Yeah, probably. And it's been delayed by, delayed by COVID like a Everything whole bunch has. of times, yeah. I um, I have just gotten like I've I've always been like casually a fan of Ultraman just because I remember playing the, the Super Nintendo game back in the '90s which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but Marvel has been doing like a series of Ultraman. Uh, I think it's like a trilogy of like mini series. Oh really? Um, the first one was like the rise of Ultraman, like you know he first becomes like a thing, uh, and then the last one was the trial of Ultraman, um, where people are like, hey, maybe it's not such a great idea that this dude is like fighting monsters in the middle of cities like yeah uh and then there's another one coming out soon uh, but Sweet. they've been really good no i've never really I've had, I've had some great fucking covers too sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no I've, I've never been all that interested in ultraman like not because it doesn't seem appealing or anything i just never got around to it um but i just recently came across the, the trailer for the newest movie and it looks so good yeah uh, I want to say it's by the same people who did Shin Godzilla. That's why it's like it's in that same Shin, uh, yeah, uh, you know, universe basically that same type of uh, yeah. It's kind of like a rebooty universe. Uh, let's see, where's there's this one that, like it's just I really love it. Uh, I mean, like, here's one of them. I don't know. Nope, nope, nope. Don't open. Nope. Uh, this is one that Alex Ross did, like a painted version, like. That's a really cool one. Um, let me get the one that I'm thinking. That about. is really cool. Yeah. Like, um, I love Alex Ross. Like, he's a fucking, he's a, a a master artist. That's just generic. Yeah, yeah. That that um, that's just the first like cool one that I saw. Yeah. They're why like why is it so hard to find these covers? They are goddamn gorgeous. Uh, this is another one that I really enjoyed where like it's it's the picture on the phone but it's like also like happening in oh that's fucking cool yeah 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 um oh there's another one too where he's just like breaking oh this is it this is the one I thought was really awesome too um of course it's not coming through in high def no why would it If I open the site, it looks a little better. Um, and then it completely fucked up on me. Uh, there it is. I thought that was a cool one too. Where he's like breaking through the fucking building. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other ones that are just really, really awesome. Um, but yeah, it's a title that like a, a property that I'm really, really growing more and more on. Yeah. Uh, like the more I get into Well, that it. goes back to the 50s? At least. I don't know. Maybe like at least the 60s or so, but maybe. Even 60s, the 50s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, there's there's like legacy titles that I just never got around to. Like Ultraman seems cool. Just meh. Astro Boy seems yeah, cool. Same thing. Seems cool. I just never cared enough to really like dig into it. Yeah. But it's also another one of those things where it's got 70 years of like where, like where do i start there's yeah. so much to this yeah it's it's that's why i don't that's why i don't read a whole lot of superhero comics at this point too because like i could find a jump in point but then you're still gonna have shit that like doesn't make sense because you don't have yeah i, don't I have, talked about this you don't have 50 years worth of comic books uh like on the deathbed episode where like i i'm i've been a diehard marvel fan like for 30 some odd years at this point like and yeah. i've always been this way like like my love of comics is very cyclical like mm -hmm. there's just times when i just need to step away for a little bit yeah and like i'm in that phase right now like i just need a break yep like i i'm reading way too much stuff and it's just like it's not worth it's become a burden yeah yeah, yeah. like i have a stack of books it's like oh, i gotta read all this but then there are also books that like i still like i cannot wait to read i'm just tearing through yeah um I mentioned crossover earlier, which is like, it is a superhero is, book. Is Kirkman writing that? No, it's Donnie Cates. Okay. Um, it is, it, it is, you know, superhero. Yes. Cause it involves superheroes, but it is such a, a high concept, like version of superheroes. That, yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it's a reason. Like the, the superheroes themselves actually being superheroes doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it's more about, like... Because, like I said, it takes place, like, you know, in the quote-unquote real world. Yeah. Where all of a sudden now there's these superheroes, like, coming through somehow. Um, so you had, like, Madman, like, showing up in one episode. That must have been nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think the Savage Dragon shows up at one point. Like, like I said, <laughs> like, fucking Negan bashes in Robert Kirkman's brains, like, Glenn style. Yeah. Uh, in, this, in, the, in the newest episode. As, as payback for, he's like, he's like, this is for what you made me do to Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Spoiler alert! Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's like because it, it, it's it's superheroes, but it's just it's not about superheroes, basically. Yeah. But at the same time, I also I'm reading the Avengers. Like I love the Avengers, like the current run of the Avengers. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, this, the the mainly the stuff I'm reading is just not superhero stuff. I just need a break. I I love the not superhero comic books. Like yeah. I've I've said it a million times. Like I just burned out on capes. Yeah. And I always found, like, adventure comics and horror comics and, like, the offbeat shit. Like, Deadly Class is fucking outstanding. Yeah, I, just, I gotta get back on that. Pretty much anything Rick Remender writes, I, I, I want to read. I jumped that train way earlier than I thought. I think it was issue 24. I thought it was, like, into the 30s or 40s. Yeah. Um, have you, where, have you, like, because I, I keep asking you, like, where are you in this? Oh, Because I, I don't want to spoil it. I, I'm on, like, the fifth trade like i'm i'm way behind so you're on like the second class basically it's still focusing on the main character but like after right, I'm not gonna after he gets rousted from the school okay so you're close to the end you're close to where i jumped off. yeah um i gotta get back into that like it's yeah just... um i just got the i caught up well i haven't read them yet but i bought ghosts <laughs> your duffel bag thing fell down I didn't even move that today no somebody did ghosts that's weird um 
Uh, I, I got all I bought. I haven't read him yet. They're the newest. I caught up on Maniac of New York, which I've been loving. Um, you were telling me about that. Yeah. I I have to read that. Um, it's like a seventies like cop horror movie kind of. It's it's really good. I, yeah. I enjoyed the first series. This is the second series now. It's called Burn. Uh, the Bronx is burning. Okay. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, what the fuck else did I just... Oh, Something is Killing the Children I'm caught up on, House of Slaughter. Those are also really good books. Yeah. Uh, and again, they're horror. They're not, you know, superhero books. Yep. Uh, oh, one thing I need to catch up on, I thought was on my pull list at Earthworld, but apparently it wasn't. So now I'm like three or four episodes behind, or issues behind. And I hope they still have them at the store. Um, the, uh, DC was doing a Human Target miniseries. Um, through like their Black Label line, which is like more like adult like themed yeah. comics, um, it was kind of like a throwback like sixties like spy like action story. That's cool. And it was fucking awesome. I yeah. was really into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really bought any comics in a while. It's you're cyclical in the like what your interests are. I'm cyclical in like I'll buy comics and then I won't. And I'll get back into it, and then I'll. Well, stop. no, I, I usually am. Like it, it is. This is the first time that I can remember where, like, I've been on the, like, the off phase, where I am still actually reading stuff. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, like, uh, the last, the last time I was buying comics, I was getting like, Deadly Class, and uh, I think that I got the first couple trades of Monstrous, which was weird but cool. It's like a steampunk kind of weird story about this girl who is kind of an assassin character. I'm getting this all wrong, but all right. aesthetically, very pleasing comic. Story is a little weak. It might get better. I know it's a long-running kind of story. Uh, Rat Queens is fucking amazing. Um, Rat Queens is basically a D&D party uh, right. comprised of all females. Like it's not actually D and D, but like it's it's a fantasy comic, and they play it like D and D. Um, very vulgar, very funny. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ! I think I think I got some of those Providence comics that uh, Alan Moore was writing, oh, a very okay. Lovecraftian kind of thing. All right. I think that just wrapped up lately, within the past few months. I think, but I don't know. I I'm so out of the comics game right now. It's it's sad. I just went this week for the first time since probably December. Holy shit! Yeah, I thought my box was going to be like that'll be two hundred dollars. <laughs> I it was only like a hundred bucks, and that was with like it was like ninety bucks, and I bought like four short boxes that were like five or six bucks a piece so it wasn't, yeah. wasn't as bad as I thought yeah no I used to I used to go every week and then I would miss a couple of weeks and then I would realize like just how many comics I had on on pull list I'd go every payday like, yeah mm -hmm. yeah it was bad oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, comics are awesome yeah um I was reading um fables for a long time yeah that was a good book we yeah. uh we interviewed bill willingham uh, uh for our last podcast i didn't get to do it unfortunately yeah yeah um 
man, that 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 series goes through spurts of being amazing, like amazing, and then just mediocre. It's been running forever. Forever. Yeah. I think they're up to like Jesus Christ. The number is probably not the, that high because it's like off and on. Isn't the it? no, it's it's pretty steady. I think the the number of trades I think is pushing thirty, oh, if not wow. past it. All right. Yeah, I have up to like fifteen, maybe. <sighs> really sucks that comics are so much money now. Yeah. What are they like five bucks a book? About that, yeah. Yeah, I've been scanning all my old comics. Looking at like the prices for like even like the giant size like special issues are like oh when they were two fifty yeah yeah like are you kidding me hey you have any giant size man things like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting worked up when when the comics went from a dollar twenty five to a dollar seventy five like, yeah this is outrageous I will not buy this dollar seventy five comic yeah I would shoot somebody for a dollar seventy five <laughs> comic <right now. laughs> who do I have to blow yeah. get him here. <laughs> Oh man, I know we've gotten very, very far away from mimics. Right? But it doesn't matter. We're in the crapshoot. Yeah, this is our our uh, mimic and comic book special. <laughs> oh, I guess it's time to wrap up the show, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yes. Check out Mimic. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, solid, um, solid movie. Uh, this will be out the first week of May. Yep. So you should come check us out at Saratoga Comic Con, um, the weekend of the fourteenth uh, and fifteenth. Yes, that weekend. Yep. <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. Yes. We'll be there. Um, we'll be upstairs uh, by the exhibition hall in our, our normal spot, upright by the uh, the the panel room. Yeah. Come grab some stickers. You, uh, I'm hosting some panels. Amanda's hosting some panels. I am not because I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, um, I wasn't asked. <laughs> well, I didn't know if you wanted to interview James O'Barr. I don't. Anything, I don't want to interview anybody. All right. All right. Good, um, well, good to know. Yeah. Um, you can. You go right ahead. Uh, Saratoga Comic Con. Uh, I know we have other stuff, but that's like the closest one. Yeah. And I don't feel like looking for other ones. No. So. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. We'll hit you up with that info uh, somewhere down the line. Yeah, as we get closer. As we yeah. get closer. Yeah. Uh, it's time to do the socials. So uh, our website is www.bigdumbmonsterspodcast.com or www.bigdumbmonsters.com. Uh, if you want to email us anything at all, whatever your little heart desires, you do that at bigdumbmonsters at gmail.com. You can tweet at us, um, you know, whatever you want. Um at dumb underscore monsters if you are on facebook check us out at big dumb monsters pod and if you are on slasher we are big dumb monsters podcast uh we are also on instagram at big underscore dumb underscore monsters uh you can also check the podcast out on our youtube channel the big dumb monsters channel um yeah the pod uh, the video is available also on uh, spotify uh, I feel like there's somewhere else it's available, and I just don't remember where. But everywhere, it's available everywhere. Wherever, wherever, wherever video podcasts exist, that's where where you're gonna find it. Yeah. Um, oh, I will mention this. Last week, we last episode, we were talking about the Bernie Wrightson Frankenstein art. Yeah. Uh, as of this week, we have 
Bernie writes in Frankenstein art hanging on the wall in the studio. Yeah. Uh, I got really motivated after we were talking about it and bought one of them. Oh, it's so sick. Yeah, it's it's so awesome. I like I've been looking at it all day and like it's just so awesome. It's there's there are so many beakers. Yeah. So many beakers. Yeah. So anywhere that you listen to the podcast, uh, if you could do us a favor, uh, rate and review uh, in the in the positive, if you would please. <laughs> That'd but, be nice. That'd but be nice. Uh, you know, do you boo? Um, and I think with that, we're gonna get the hell out of here. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we'll, uh, we're gonna finish off this box of Fry Harvest cookies and yeah, we are. maybe we are. drink another beer. Yeah, second to that also. Yeah. So as always. Don't let ghoulies eat your ass. No, and don't sleep in a deathbed. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.